It's Thursday, September 24th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today for Motley Fool Funds, David Meyer and Bill Barker. Happy Thursday, gents. Thank you. Hi, how are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. It's Thursday. It's Thursday, and we're so close to Friday. Yes. And then, you know, and then this this terrible, terrible week for the market will be, <laughs> will be over. I shouldn't say terrible, terrible, but but you know what? Today, today? Not, not looking so yeah. good. And uh, why don't we just leap into that uh, with the big macro? And we'll talk about home sales in a second, but it's important, I think, to remember that the Dow Jones Industrial Average is made up of only 30 companies. Yes. And so, on any given day, all it takes is one company having a bad day to drag down the Dow. That's not the case today. When I checked uh, about a half hour ago, all 30 stocks were down. But you know what? Even if some of them were up, I feel like Caterpillar would single handedly be dragging down the Dow because it's down about 7% yes. on their third quarter report. And this, David, how bad is this? Because all I'm seeing is bad. It's they've already said we're not even going to wait for the end of 2015. We're telling you right now. However, the fourth quarter goes, 2015 is going to be our third straight year of declining sales. And oh, by the way, good chance that 2016 is going to be a year of declining sales, which would be four straight years, which has never happened in the company's history. How ba- how bad is this? Yeah, uh, I think it's self-explanatory. It's 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 actually pretty incredible to think a company that powerful um, in terms of its brand, in terms of its global reach, um, is going to see persistent declines. I mean, we know it's going to have some, right? We know it's a cyclical company, but my goodness, the everything is aligning against them for a number of years, and you know, it's. I think what's what's been when I when I read. When I read a little bit about the Caterpillar report, and I thought back to something that Janet Yellen said in the recent Fed meeting, where she's like, I'm not sure if the global economy could uh, take a rate hike from us. Maybe this is the proof right. <laughs> that, that that's actually true. How much of this, is this entirely because of China? Because obviously, Caterpillar has a, a, a decent amount of business they're doing in China. I mean, no, maybe I think, not entirely, or is this no, just, no, like, I think that's it, a I piece think, of the puzzle, but only a piece. Right. I think it's only a piece. I think, you know, Russia, Brazil, right? The, there's, there's plenty of um, troubles, you know, lack of buying of heavy equipment in a lot of countries at the same time. And the fact that they're, Announcing we're going to lay off five thousand people, and it might be as many as ten thousand yeah. over the next few years. You know, the what the CEO has said is, look, this the, it's clearly they didn't think it was going to be this bad, because they, you know, they this seemed really seemed like a shock thing to them. Like we really don't want to do this, but we have to, um, and that's unfor- that's an un. Fortunate byproduct of capitalism, right? I mean, you there, there's not enough money. I can't employ everybody, and wow, it's it's just again, it's just incredible to think this is a you know this is a storied brand. This is such a a wonderful company with a long history, and right now this cycle is just not <laughs> turning up for them. Well, and and from the perspective of the stock, I mean, this is one of those companies that is pretty boring. Um, not even remotely sexy, and yet over a long period of time has has been a very solid investment. Um, and Bill, it 
any enthusiasm that anyone may have had on Wall Street about the housing numbers, the new home sales, uh, it seems to be overshadowed by what's happening with the Caterpillar. I mean, am I wrong? Are the new home sales numbers look pretty good? Yeah, home sales are good, and and this is a point to keep in mind that things in the U.S. are doing better than many other parts in the world, and then Caterpillar is both exposed to those global cycles uh, in a way that U.S. home builders are not, um, and also that the exchange rate issues are going to hit heavily on, on Caterpillar and, and others. Uh, new home sales uh, were, did very well. Uh, this was good news for home builders who are looking at this and uh, expecting that they'll be able to build more homes. Uh, you can't sell them if they're not built. Um, <laughs> and the trend has been very good, and we're nowhere near sort of the levels that, that got the U.S. into trouble uh, years ago. So I think that uh, it's not like the stocks of home builders are taken off or anything like that, but home building is such a huge part of the economy. People don't really think about it that much until the point where they're buying or selling a home and realize just how many people get paid uh, during that transaction process. Uh, aside from your, your <laughs> realtor and you know the, the people that you suddenly pay to clean all the things and paint and, and buy all the stuff you should have bought. Having, the, having just gone through that with a new home, did you? I know exactly, yes. Yeah. You got your yes. bankers, your mortgage agents. I mean, and it's just so many people uh, get get work when when a house yes. uh, transacts from one person to another, and so that's good. Uh, but it's um, not enough today, as you point out, to overshadow that the you know caterpillar. Rather than point out, oh, the market's down one and a half percent or whatever it is at the moment on you know interest rate fears or China fears or stuff like that, and we're trying to. Put a cause and an effect together. Caterpillar has, re- you know, released numbers. This is what's actually going on in the world. This is how it translates into our business, and our business needs to, um, you know, lay off people in order to keep the profits going. So that's not that's not great. And all the other industrials are are looking at that and and taking a cue today. I want to back up to something you said earlier because. It, in terms of the home sales, and just to put some numbers around it, if I if I have these correct, and I like to think that I do, new home sales in August up 5.7 percent, in July up 12 percent. Um, there are some people out there uh, indicating, boy, these these are a little too good, indicating you know, sort of hinting towards, well, we might be heading back to you know, 07, 08. That sort of thing, but the way you're looking at this, you you don't think we're we're close to that. Well, we're we're nowhere near the levels of of uh, homes being built that we had prior to that. And the slowdown had started in home uh, building before '07. I think it peaked in '06. But um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that any time home sales or home prices improve, people are going to invoke. 0708 and are we back there you know yeah. and and well they should i mean let's not ever go back there so let's <laughs> right. let, let's head off the enthusiasm that gets to that level well before we approach it uh, but we're not at that level of enthusiasm. I say, as a homeowner, and hoping that my val- the value of my home <laughs> well, is accurate on Zillow for some reason. And, and my one data point, again, having recently gone through the process, um, it took me a long time, and I will, you know, 
I will strut my stuff and say, I have a stellar credit rating. <laughs> it still took a long time. To get a new home built. To get, uh, well, the, I actually bought a new, a new home that was already built, so it was oh, okay. a spec home. Um, but the process of getting all of my paperwork in, getting getting it approved, I, I need a letter associated with this. Are you sure? I'm, I'm, I'm like, are you kidding me? We're talking about like 500 bucks here. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> That's nothing in comparison what I'm, you know the check that I'm writing you. Um, but the, the pr- I know the process has um, uh, relaxed a little bit since the bottom, um, but we're nowhere near the relaxed credit standards. That, that we were once before. So that's an important, I think, an important piece of context in, in, in discussion as well. Yeah, and interest rates have stayed low and, and uh, will stay low for a little while longer as, as the Fed continues to not raise them. Uh, and that's good for home sales and people may be rushing in. It's possible. It's, it is certainly possible. Yes. You, I mean, don't put too much stock in a monthly home number. These, these numbers need to be averaged out over time. Uh, and even given that, there's there's uh, great cyclicality in the whole thing. So, good numbers today, but uh, caterpillars are more important given the interconnectedness of the global economy to uh, everything. By the way, since we were discussing the the Great Recession of 08, 09, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Michael Lewis's book, The Big Short, which is great, and uh, I highly recommend to anyone who has not read that book. Um, but if you haven't read the book, here's the good news: it's been made into a movie that's coming out in a couple of months with um, Brad Pitt, Christian Bale, Ryan Gosling, Steve Carell, and I, I saw the trailer yesterday. And holy cow, it looks strong! It looks really. Did you read The Big Short? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, Michael Lewis uh, writes uh, great books. Uh, recommend any of them uh, to the listeners, and I look forward to the movie and and. Um, the preview, as you say, uh, is very good. Are you going to like post that or something for people? I'll who put it out. Can't on... figure out how to find a preview, which I on will... their own, which is pretty easy, I think. It's just, pretty easy, but you know what? If, I'll tweet. I'll tweet it out. Google thing. I'll tweet it out on the uh, on the market foolery feed. Uh, David, uh, we were talking earlier to, uh, this morning. You mentioned that uh, the um, while it's been out on the market for a few weeks, uh, it's really only been over the past week or so that the iPhone 6 reviews have started to roll in. And um, I always go to Walt Mossberg. Maybe it's just out of habit, but Walt Mossberg appears Who's to he? be. I'm just <laughs> formerly with the Wall Street Journal. Uh, um, really, um, if he's not the dean of. Tech reviewers, he's certainly on on Mount Rushmore for tech review. A, a good review could be Dean Emeritus. Exactly, the a good review from Walt Mossberg um, is is highly sought after. I'll just uh, read a, a line from his review, which is evolutionary, but with enough new core features to justify an upgrade. That's not obviously an overwhelming endorsement, right. but if you're Apple, you got to feel like that's going to help move the product. I I definitely think so. Um, you know, my my. When I was thinking about the 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 again, the most of the reviews have centered around evolutionary, not revolutionary. I'm like, what what are you looking for? Yeah. Wasn't the <laughs> first iPhone on its own revolutionary? The phoneless like, phone. The phoneless phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's the that is the revolution. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know what they're looking for. Um, yeah, th- this is not 
you know, this is an enormous company that sells a lot of product to, around the world. Um, you know, they're going to try some stuff, but it, they want to make sure that the experience gets a little bit better. State never goes down. Right. Gets a little bit better. And we'll add some stuff. And so that with that installed base they have of iPhone owners, the overwhelming majority of whom do not have the latest. Correct. They just want to have enough new bells and whistles to just say, "Yeah, this is worth upgrading yes. to." I will. I will upgrade my. You know, I'm I'm like a skip generation upgrader. So I went from four to six. I'll probably go from you know six to. You're waiting for eight. What eight? You're not even. Am I a seven S? No, uh, I think you're waiting you, for eight. You think I'm waiting for eight? I will say I do love my iPhone six, <laughs> um, but I mean, again, I think this is exactly what Apple wants. Um, and the the confirmation from someone like Mossberg definitely helps. Look, more people are coming. More people are buying these phones, right? There's a lot of and people who are using an Android-based phone who can who continue to come over. And you know, I I have not used an Android-based phone, but I my experience has been very good. It's easy to use. It does what I want when I want it. Um, I have a plethora of options for applications that are, again, easy to get on my phone, easy to use. Um, sometimes they inspire me to buy things that I don't necessarily <laughs> probably maybe shouldn't buy. But you know, th- I'm sure Apple's partners are happy to hear that. I'm, I'm sure they are too, right? Because that's another that's another part of what makes the whole experience. But in addition to all the other advantages that Apple has as a business, do they now also have the advantage of not having to come up with revolutionary new versions of this phone? It seems like, in in a weird way, the bar is slightly lower for them. No, we just need to make it better than the last one, because we're the market leader. And it's on Samsung's back to come up with a truly revolutionary phone that makes this huge installed base of iPhone owners say, you know what? I got to drop this and give me some of that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that revolution is necessary at this point, um, or has been for a while, right? I mean, it just seems to be semantics, uh, really. I mean, evolution. It's by the way, head, it's a good headline. Evolution, pretty good thing, <laughs> right? I mean, especially over the long term. Yeah, yeah. Uh, revolutions. Not, not always, always a great. Thing. <laughs> it depends always. on which side so, you're on. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a, a, a catchy title for uh, a headline, but uh, I mean, I say put your money on evolution uh, because that that works out really well, or has for our species. Um, not all, obviously, but you know, revolutions. Again, good for us, America. Want to know revolutions? But but when the animal revolution comes, that's not going to be so good for us. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, which which one are you, which one are you talking about? The revolution. Who's gonna yeah? Who's gonna be leading is, the charge? This is like a Stephen King thing you're talking about. Oh yeah, who's gonna? Be, I'll tell you. Who's I was gonna just be. thinking Uh-oh. that the revolution might be like now we get to chip in. Now we get like we <laughs> demand chipping in and actually doing some of the work now. No, I know? think I think when the animal revolution comes, it's going to be, uh, guess who's in charge now? We get all the food. Us. We're in charge. And you ask who's going to be leading this? I don't know who's going to be leading this, but I'll tell you who's going to be on the front lines. And I learned this a couple of years ago when um, uh, I interviewed um, 
Rico Galliano and Brendan Francis Newnham, uh, who are the hosts of the Dinner Party Download, and and they were guests on uh, our radio show. And uh, one of the things they do when they interview people is uh, their one of their signature questions is essentially like, "Make me smarter. T- teach me something that I don't know." And so I turned it on them, and I think it was uh, Brendan who said, uh, who taught me that crows. Have the ability to recognize human faces, and I said that's terrifying. <laughs> if that's true, and I have no reason to not believe him, if crows have the ability to recognize human faces, that means that when the animal revolution comes, they are on the front lines. They're, they're the, the vanguard. They're the spotters. Yes, yeah. they're the spotters the who are going to be targeting us. Beware crows. I I don't know if that ends up making you smarter. To take away from something, I am now going to avoid crows. No, you don't have to avoid them. Be nice to them. Be nice to crows. I'm absolutely in anticipation of the animal revolution (laughs) when it comes. So uh, I'm going to get back to your original question, which was: Is this going to help move the needle? Um, That's that's a question that that you know lots of of Wall Street analysts, um, you know, lots of people in the financial press continually say: How is this going to move the needle for some for a big company like Apple. And again, I think it's I, I think the answer is yes, it will. And I think it comes from um, people within this within the system r- upgrading. And I think people that are outside the system just want you know, going, wow, this is actually wow. This is really easy to use and it does a whole bunch of stuff and you know it's uh, it's got all this stuff attached to it. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm gonna join. So with those two things, I do I do think we'll see you know, we'll see a lift in sales. The Volkswagen saga continues to unfold. Um, the latest angle being that, uh, in addition to the CEO resigning, two board members have resigned um, by Friday. God only knows how many more people will have resigned. And reportedly, uh, the CEO of, I, I think it's the CEO of Porsche, has agreed to become the new CEO of Volkswagen. Um, Regardless of what happens, and and it remains to be seen, just how much money they're going to have to shell out in fines, in lawsuits, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, where are we with electrical vehicles now? Like, I feel like if you're an electric vehicle maker, or you're whether you're Elon Musk or you just work in the electrical v, you know, the EV section of some larger automaker company. You're keeping your head down, and you're just thinking, "Well, I'm I'm having a pretty good week because, <laughs> you know what? We're not uh, having to deal with in addition to whatever other problems we have. No one's really bugging us about emissions. Um, so, I mean, how how bullish should we be about electrical uh, electric vehicle sales over the next couple of years? Keeping in mind that gas prices in the United States continue to be pretty low on average. I, you know, I I would say marginally. I, I think that this this like many other things blow will blow over, and it'll be a scar to VW's uh, reputation for a long time. But you know, they've made a lot of good cars, and this emissions scandal, which is going to cause them a lot of money uh, and a lot of goodwill, is actually applies to a relatively small part, the, the diesel part, and. Uh, the gas, the price of gas is, I would think, a much bigger hit uh, to uh, electronic vehicle sales. That that is, if people get in 
mind that the gas prices are going to be this low uh, and stay this low, whether they are going to or not. But if people are buying uh, on the basis of current gas prices, that is a much harder uh, hurdle for, for electronic vehicles right now uh, to beat. Uh, and if they have an edge up on, on diesel at the moment, that's it's good for them at the margins. But I, I would say this has not been a great year for the market conditions for electronic vehicles from you know from the pricing perspective so i will say that i, I the porsche recently announced its concept car um i'm not sure we're going to hear a lot <laughs> from that from the porsche marketers um but it'll be very interesting to see if you know the bmws of the world really latch on to this <laughs> and you know use it against a competitor um, you know, if you you could get a little aggressive in your marketing, and you know, hey, passing emi- you know, passing emissions <laughs> correctly since 2013, you know, 2014. I don't think anybody's going to be rushing out with that because BMW is the subject of an article I think coming out tomorrow that says that its emissions tests are mm-hmm. are bad uh, and and much worse than than. Uh, is required. Yeah, it's a German magazine, and I believe BMW has denied that. But yes, but they it, have. but it, and and ah. but but where there's the clout, right? Everybody's going to have to triple check that they've got nothing to hide before they start leading. You yes. know, with their and somebody's more than somebody. I'm sure a number of the automakers have been playing uh, by the rules all along, and and hopefully all but VW. Uh, no one's uh, rooting for more people to get snared <laughs> in this, but I don't know. Maybe VW is. is. <laughs> if you're, if you're VW, you are absolutely <laughs> hoping that someone gets snared in this. You're hoping that BMW article is true, and you're hoping that some major American automaker has done the exact same thing. Yes. That that is true, but the, those of us not in the industry are not hoping that everybody's been lying all along. So, but so the other part that that I was thinking about was um, with with Tesla. You know, Tesla doesn't really do hardly. I don't know if they do any marketing, really. Um, it would be it. You know, is this a time for when you could strike while the iron is hot? You know, and do and do a little bit of marketing for yourself and. How, what what your car does, you know, for the um, for the economy within, sorry, for the um, environment within, you know, your framework. Uh, I don't know. I I think that for a number of reasons, Tesla will bear watching over the next few months their sales, um, in part because right in advance of this whole saga with Volkswagen, um, one of the stories was how. Tesla had been struggling in Europe, that they're really trying to gain a foothold, in particular in Germany, and that wasn't really working out. And so I think if, if over the next few months we see a, a higher than expected, like a significantly higher than expected bump up yeah. in their sales, then I think they, they quickly move to the top of the list of, of quote unquote winners in the Volkswagen story. <laughs> Tesla's already got a lot of that priced into the stock, so I think they need a number of things like that to translate into increased sales. And I think they have a very uh, enviable record, and and one expects that to continue. But there's a lot of of growth priced into Tesla already. 
Before we wrap up, you guys uh, work on the monthly declarations newsletter from Motley Fool Funds. Uh, what's coming up? You want to give a sneak preview of what's next, or if if you don't have anything on the docket, you know, I I have to write something soon. So any any questions? Uh, we, and we take questions too, by the way. You do? Uh, yeah. What's the email address? Uh, it's askbill at fullfunds.com. Okay. Uh, and and so yes, send us send us some questions. We'd love to answer them. Uh, I have something in mind, but uh, it's, it's not fully formulated yet. Scott, do you remember the misery index? Yes, um, uh, and that's all I remember. I remember that there used to be a misery index. Combination Uh, of rates and inflation. It's it's the unemployment rate plus the inflation rate, and it was trotted out in the seventies, the time of uh, Carter, more or less, when both were quite high as as a. Um, sort of ad hoc measurement of this is how miserable we are, you know, and and if you can bring down these numbers, if they go up, you, the society gets more or less miserable. Was it just those two numbers? It's just unemployment plus inflation. Uh, in in its initial form, yes. Okay. And then uh, economists over time have taken that and said, well, you know, if you just take those two numbers, it's just, uh, you don't really. <laughs> you know, know what? what you there have. might be some more nuance. There here. might be some more nuance. Uh, nevertheless, the misery index is is lower. Than it's been in uh, sixty years. Really? Yeah. Did you know that you are happier than you've been in sixty years? Um, and by you, I mean America. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say because I'm, I'm I'm not yet sixty years old. I hope to make it one day, but I'm not quite there. All right. So ask Bill at FoolFunds.com if you've got some questions. Maybe the. These guys and their crack colleagues at Motley Fool Funds will uh, will weigh in. But regardless, uh, definitely worth signing up. Go to foolfunds.com, put in your email address, and get a free monthly newsletter. And who knows, maybe learn a little bit more about the Misery Index. Bill Barker, David Meyer, thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. This show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday.